Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. It's another week. Another RVK, Raspy Voice Kids episode. Jeremy Phoenix, JN Fiend is in the building. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, is in the building. We're going to talk pop culture as always. This time it's January. We're right smack dab in the middle. Then we're going to get to West Virginia football news, West Virginia basketball update. There's a game tonight, the night that we're recording, 7 p.m. TCU. And you're going to hear pop culture. No, sorry, not pop culture. RVK, Coaches Royal Rumble, Pac-12 edition. And then Jeremy's going to hit you with that Rumble Stiltskin. But y'all going to see it. Because y'all going to feel it. Get at your boys. I'll add us. Raspy Voice! This is the Raspy Voice Kids Podcast. We are brought to you by Sandwich. You the king of the fat sandwich. You got to get one if you haven't. Go to Swill Dog. Make sure you get the finest hard cider in all of the world. That is Swilled Dog, and we encourage you to get swilled responsibly, of course. We're also being brought to you by Shrinkables. Shrinkables! They make the best bulldog that you can find, French or English, with the most love and care possible. And, of course, last but not least, Astork Auto, the finest automotive dealer in all of West Virginia. And not only are they the finest automotive dealer, but they just won a J.D. Power Award that no other dealer in the state of West Virginia won. Congrats to everyone at Astork Auto, and especially to Mr. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan. We're jumping into it right now. We're going to talk pop culture. We are at the middle point, Jeremy. Smack dab in the middle of the first month of the new year, and we are blasted, lambasted with the news of Harry. Now, what is January, you might ask, Jeremy? Can you tell the people? Uh, I only know January because you brought it up and I started paying attention, but I'm going to let you tell the folks. Well, see, I, I didn't bring it up. Okay, I didn't bring it up. I saw it. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll give props. I saw it on uh, first Jennifer Begley. had uh, You know what? No, that's not true. I saw it on my own because we were trying to figure out what we are going to do for pop culture. 
And uh, Jeremy, want to talk about promise rings? That's something we might talk about in the future. And we are definitely getting the promise rings. I know that you don't you don't have a full feel of you know as yeah. an adult. We don't get into promise rings. There's a problem, okay? But, but that said, another show. That another said, show. I was like, let me do something. I want to feel it. When we do pop culture, I always want to feel it. We don't like to do stuff just to do stuff. So as I'm searching, like seeing what's going on in the news, what's happening in popular culture, I come across January. And January's not some, buried somewhere deep on Reddit. January's not built or, or put, put in some feminist blog that most people don't read. January is not on some message board that is secret to the rest of society. No, January has made it all the way to People Magazine. Wow. That's how wow. I found out about it. January is in Pop Sugar. They did a whole article on it with, with bullet points. January was on Jennifer Begley, as I said, homegirl Jennifer Begley. Uh, she's a member of the Central Ohio West Virginia Mountaineer Alumni Association. Shouts to her. And she just sold her house. Shouts to her. And I said to myself, this is something we got to talk about. January, it's almost like No Shave November or Movember. People I, do the mustache, I was going right? yep, yep. No Shave November is disgusting to me as a man. I understand they're doing it for the prostate. They're trying to bring awareness. Yeah. Right. I'm tired of neck beards. I don't want to see them. I'm tired of gross mustaches that are ungroomed and unkempt. <laughs> but they do it anyway. So don't try to call us sexist when we get to cracking on all y'all who participate in January. January is for women who have decided they do not want to shave. That hair in their armpits, on their legs, on their arm, wherever, is natural, all natural, as they say, and that they should not be dictated to about how or when to groom themselves. I even saw somebody go so far to say, no one's asking your opinion. Nobody asked you to tweet and, and rewrite about our, our decision. What world are we living in? Yeah. You're in the world of social media. Whether you want it or not, when you do something, it's going to be on social media with an opinion. That's just my two cents. Everybody should know that. And everybody got to get these jokes, okay? <laughs> so you come out looking like you got buckwheat in the headlock, we going to talk about it, all right? You coming out with braids and dreads in your, on your shins, we going to talk about it. People say they want to do it because they want to feel warm in the winter. Yeah. 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 Wear a coat. Absolutely. Put on a sweater, some long johns, okay? Some people try to say they actually smell better with more armpit hair. They try to say all kinds of stuff. Like I saw one thing that they, they said, oh, well, well, arm hair can actually make you more attractive because when you sweat, you have pheromones in your sweat. Yeah. Uh, stop it. Stop it. It's not about any of that. If I, <laughs> if I want to be attracted to you because you have armpit hair, arm hair and are sweating, come on now. That's about the last thing. Now, now look, here's the thing. Y'all can do what you want. Everybody can do what they want. Men, women, I don't care. Do what you want. But I can too. And I choose to be disgusted by this appalling decision <laughs> that you all have made and made an entire month out of and are spreading the gospel of January. No, it's January. January scary. And here's the thing. You do what you want to do. You look, main important, most important thing is that you love yourself, love and, yourself. That, and that you're comfortable with yourself. But I'm going to be for real. I better love you before you decide that because this could be a deal breaker. I'm being for real. You could, Jeremy, this could be a deal breaker. This could be a deal breaker. Depending on how fine she is. I'm going to be for real. I'm checking on credit and bank accounts before I'm worried about fineness when it comes to that's, armpit that, hair. That's all I'm saying. Look, I better love you before you decide to start growing your hair out. Now, here's the thing. Julia Roberts was the first uh, uh, celebrity to be seen with this in 1999, the, the premiere of Notting Hill. Straight up in the picture, 
uh, armpit, arm high, armpit full of hair. She didn't care. She was rocking it. Madonna's followed suit too. And there's plenty of other women who want to do it for a number of different reasons. People say, oh, I just hate shaving. Oh, you know, the razor bumps. It's so much work. You know what I hear? Lazy. 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 How many things do you get on us about? How many things do you say? Oh, it only takes a second. It only takes a second. Yeah. And now, and now you don't get lazy on me? Yeah. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Full stop. I'm sure that some people will appreciate it. Um, maybe there's, there, there may even be some dudes who into it. But me, JM Fiend, RVK, nah, G. Thumbs down. Rat me, boys. Hi, how's it going? My name's Pat McAfee, former ball kicker for the Indianapolis Colts and the West Virginia Mountaineers. You are listening to the Raspy Voice Kids, the greatest podcast on earth about two years from now, whenever the rest of the world finally catches on. After much speculation... Some people would call trials and tribulation, even though it really wasn't a big problem because Shane Lyons came through like so many knew he would do. We have a new head football coach, Neil Brown, and he's assembling his staff for Morgantown. It looks good so far, Jay. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy, Jay, and Fiend Phoenix. We're going to give you the West Virginia football update as well as a West Virginia basketball update. We're going to start with what West Virginia is doing on the gridiron. West Virginia, Jeremy. People moving out. People, people moving, moving in. in. Why? 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 Because of a the new universe. coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, one of the thing that I noticed is that Neil Brown was making offers to recruits before he even arrived on campus. During the national championship game, he's, again, on the phone with recruits. When he could easily have been relaxing or, or getting into his role or meeting donors or any number of things that he yeah, could do as a coach. Yeah, there's work to do. There's work to do. I'm, I'm glad he's on his do. grind. But, man, you get in late late in the game, you got to get up and get, get going and get running to get ready for this new uh, the recruiting uh, period that opens. Well, one of the things that I like, though, is this is a shout to West Virginia uh, social media, football social media. There's access that is unprecedented right now. Which is cool. Which is really cool. Which thing. is really cool because you can see what's happening. And one of the cool things about that is Darnell Wright, who did not have us in his top ten initially, now says we have a shot. Can you imagine, Brandon? Darnell Wright has an Brandon, official real? visit this weekend, according to speculation, according to reports. Can you imagine if he comes? If Darnell How Wright comes. How sick would that be, that'd be if a big, homeboy came? It'd be a big boom for our class. Darnell Wright, of course, is a five-star um, offensive lineman, number two rated tackle in the entire nation down there in at uh, Huntington High School, a place we struggle with. Cabell, Cabell, Cabell County, County is a place we struggle with. Um, to, to get Darnell Wright would be great. I will say, too, uh, I did not like – the fact that Amir Richardson got his scholarship pulled by a guy who was then later who was leaving and uh, knew he was probably leaving. I had it in the works. 100%. That's bad. Now, for Amir, that kid has a positive attitude. He says that he feels like everything happens for a reason. He's ready to go make the best of it down at Marshall. We wish him nothing but the best. But I don't like when you take in-state kids who have Division I uh, talent and, and say no to them, especially at the last second. I hate when you take that away from them. However... We have a new recording, uh, recruiting coordinator. We lost Ryan Dorchester. He's been replaced by Al Pogue, who's been at Troy with Neil Brown. He's been there with him for several years. He's a cornerbacks coach, and he's going to be the recruiting coordinator. What I love about him, too, is recruiting coordinator is a huge thing. That's a big, big Gigantic. thing. But he also co- coach, coaches uh, the quarterbacks. And in the past, he's been there at Troy for five years. In the last four years, his defensive backs have been amongst the nation's leader in interceptions. Yep. That's a big thing. They've been really good with pass efficiency, which, again, is you're going to put on the shoulders of the defensive backs. The interesting thing about him, Al Pogue being the defensive backs coach, is we also brought in Jamal Day, who Jamal Day, everybody remember, number four, wore that visor, knocked people out. Wasn't the best cover guy. Everybody remembers the VT but you, hit. But you better not come across the middle. He's going to put you on his back. 
on your back, and then he might do a little dance. And a lot of people assumed that he was going to be the cornerback coach coming in. He coached at Cincinnati. He coached um, at Minnesota. Um, so he's he spent some time. He coached out in Arizona with Rich Rod. That's Most right, recently, that's right. though, of yep. course, he was at, in Minnesota. Played for Rich Rod, coached for Rich Rod. So he he's back home. Another thing I like about Jamal Day being there is I like bringing people who are Mountaineers, who have that West Virginia Mountaineer culture, who understand. I'm not a big proponent of it's got to be a Mountaineer guy. We're not Michigan. It's not you got to have a Michigan man. But it really helps when you're going into homes, um, when you're talking to donors, and you understand who and what we are. And Jamal Day does. And I, I agree 100%. Especially when you talk about turnover. We have a lot of coaches leaving, and we'll get to that. Tony Gibson, you know, on NC State. And uh, there's a lot of rece- uh, coaches that were here coaching that are going with Dana to Houston. So now we have a big turnover. So to keep these guys who know about West Virginia University, I'm not saying they all have to be. I'm not saying the head coach has to be. But like you said, to have guys in there that knows what it's like to be at West Virginia University, to live in the state of West Virginia, I do think it's big. And we love that Jamal Day's home. Jordan Leslie is coming from Troy also. He's a defensive line coach. That replaces Bruce Tall. Bruce Tall did an excellent job with the defensive line. Also, as far as recruiting, they did a good job getting defensive linemen. We've got plenty of homegrown talent there. So Jordan Leslie's inheriting a talented class or group of defensive linemen. And he opens a book to East Mississippi Community College. Last chance you. He used, he used to coach there. So you look at the dudes like John Franklin at Auburn who played receiver. Zeke Rose was there. Zeke actually yep. played for him. Yep. Uh, Chad Kelly, LeGarrette Blunt. Like that just opens a door, which we've been using here lately uh, for these junior college transfers. So we'll see what, you know, what uh, benefits come from that. Then on the offensive line, we've got Matt Moore from Troy. Now, there are a lot of people who felt like our offensive line has not been the same since Wickline became the full-time offensive line coach. Since we lost, uh, what's his name? Oh, he went to Cincinnati. Always wore the backward hat. Oh, and I'm oh. completely blank. I can see his face. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we know who you're talking about. We lost him, and a lot of people felt like he was better than Wickline because there was a time when he was the co- he was offensive line coach. Then he shared it with Wickline. Then you get Wickline. It felt like there was a lot of inconsistencies, even though we had good games. Now Matt Moore comes from Troy. Again, there's continuity because Neil Brown has coached with these guys. Yeah. And I'm not trying to beat up on Wickline, but that's something I was saying all year. Last year, didn't have a strong rush uh, push on the run game. This year, it happens again two years in a row. It just feels like the offensive line has been a struggle. I, I, I'm i happy to see a new offensive line coach here in Morgantown this year. Me too, as long as he can get the job done. That's the most important thing. Can he get the job done? And the say, we'll say the same thing for Chad Scott, who's coming from um, North Carolina. Chad Scott is going to be the co-offensive coordinator and running back coach. Running backs coach, yep. Big deal with him being a well, allegedly co-offensive coordinator and running backs coach. A big deal with him being the running backs coach is that means that Kennedy McCoy and Martel Petaway have had four different running backs coach coaches in their four years here. I, I agree and I, I understand, but I think if any position can can you know make that adjustment to new coaches, it's running back. You know, granted, there's different blocking schemes, which is a big thing. Um, there's some different plays, so hopefully they figure that out. But the, the the talent to take the ball and run in and find the open hole, hopefully that, that transitions a lot easier than any other position. I agree. And we're deep there again, too. You got Letty Brown, you got Alex Inkfield, Kennedy McCoy, Martel Petaway. We got plenty of talent there. Yeah, and I'm actually, you know what, this is one of the positions I'm most excited for. I mean, I think the defense is going to be good, too. But you got Sinkfield, who we know can, can, can blow a game open. Yeah. Um, Letty Brown, who's strong. Like these are good running backs. Next year's running back core, I'm excited for. I'm also interested to see what they do with Tevin Bush because we know at first he was playing some running back and receiver. Then last year he played receiver. I wonder what this staff will do with him. I mean, we're gonna have to wait. They said they're gonna evaluate the whole staff, um, or the whole 
uh, roster, and that would include Sean Reagan being the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Sean Reagan coming from Troy. You look at what he did, and the thing that I like is they lose their quarterback early, and they do they win ten plus games, even though they had quarterback issues, injuries included. Sean Reagan being the guy who got those quarterbacks ready, got those guys prepped to do what they needed to do to be successful. And, of course, they weren't lighting up the world, but they won games with those guys. We have not been able to win games with our backups. No, that's a good point. Very good point. The funny thing is I put out on social media, I said, talking about the the head coaching job, Neil Brown coming in, I said, I will never again use the excuse who else are we going to get? Yeah. And then people, because, I mean. And, we, I, and I second that because I, that's something that I would say often. And, and you're right, Jay. And we see Shane Lyons hit a home run and Neil Brown looks like an awesome hire. I'll never say it again. But I will say there's people who came at me on social media, Jim Sweezy being one, talking about this is so ridiculous, that's lazy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look, it's easy. 2020 is so easy. Now that we got a home run, oh, now it's lazy. Now, don't get me wrong. There were people who were calling for him to be fired before this. But when I would say who, they never had an answer. Yeah, now, there there were a few people. There were very few people who said Neil Brown. I didn't hear anybody saying that. Yeah. Uh, I, said, I heard people saying Seth Literal, and I did hear Smoking Muskug and Probs. They said they said Neil Brown. I, my biggest thing was I didn't think Daniel was doing bad enough to upset yeah, the apple cart. It, that's exactly that's what, what it was. was for me. It wasn't that he was so terrible. I'm like, oh, but who else? I felt like we were progressively getting better. We were recruiting better. Granted, look at the year's total wins and losses. We have a few more wins if Will Greer doesn't get hurt last year. Yeah. This year, if he stayed and played the bowl game, we're up around 10, 9, 10 wins every year. And if we year. get to play North Carolina State if it wasn't for Flo. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So for me, I thought he was doing a solid job. I'm not saying he was doing outstanding, but I felt like we were getting better and we were progressing. But there are things behind the scenes that we didn't see, that we weren't privy to, that came out afterwards. Because it was like people were saying they didn't realize how disgruntled the fan base was. Well, I, I don't think people... I think people held their tongue a little bit. There are people afraid of getting blocked on Twitter, for one. There are people who didn't know what the donors were saying or the donors who weren't willing to say because they still want to show up at Dana's house when there's a party, right? They still want to get um, all the privileges and perks. When a guy is gone, it's a lot easier to say what your beefs are. Yeah, no, 100%. When, there's, when you're not putting anybody's job in jeopardy, when you're not making things harder for Shane Lyons, it's a lot easier to say what your issues are. And I'm not calling those people hypocritical or fake. I'm just saying that's the way the world works. And and, and, and I like the fact that when you have a person in place, you support him. Yeah. You support him. And that's the thing. We weren't going... I mean, unless they're doing something egregious. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like, once I, I've said this two or three times... We were progressively getting better. I felt like if you look at the recruiting yeah. classes, you look at the stars coming in, the defensive line to, is... I started to worry. Honestly, our recruiting classes didn't get much better. And there's there's a lot of data to show that our recruiting classes progressively got worse. But I think that part of the problem is based on... It's volume versus ratings. But that's a whole different discussion. But even with the transfers out, you get Will Greer. That's part of recruiting. You get this I guy. You, you get you get the linebacker Cohen from Alabama. That's recruiting. You get some of these other people who are coming in, and you know. Uh, but, the, but like I said, I was worried about. I started to worry about the depth. And the other big thing that I, that I didn't worry about because I didn't know about is the donors. Yeah. Okay. People people pulling back on pledges because they weren't happy. They didn't feel like there was enough positive trajectory. There wasn't enough um, excitement. There was enough to to get basically amped up for so they weren't donating in the way that they that they were before now of course i don't have the books and the numbers but that's what i've been told and it makes sense to me and to make this move neil brown has certainly certainly gotten the base excited yeah no and that's what you need excited yep Yep. so basically that's that's what we have so far so what Um, do you what do you think no real quick real quick between me and you just between me just between me and you now what do you think about tay martell and I'm not saying he's coming. Tate Martell we, we, went to three different high schools when he was in high school. 
We know he took a visit. Dave Martell did a lot of decommitting. Um, and now here he is leaving Ohio State after Justin Fields transfers there, not willing to battle. Now, Justin Fields was the number one overall prospect coming out of high school. And I could see one and go to a place where you have a more sure chance at starting. Um, but I trust Neil Brown to evaluate his personality versus his talent. There you go. And we have two quarterbacks on scholarship. People are like, I trust in or I believe in um, Jack. I trust Trey. Okay, good. Then they'll win the job. Amen. You only have two scholarship quarterbacks. Bring people in. And that's what, and you know what? It's, I'm and not, if you can bring a five star in, bring a five star in. I'm not even talking about quarterbacks. My philosophy, once again, I tweeted this: bring everybody in. If they're the right fit, if you're around them, and, and Neil Brown decides they're the right fit, bring everybody in that can. And you know what'll happen? The best player will win out, and that's what's best for West Virginia. It is. A, it is a delicate balance, though, because of the way transfers work now, and because of hardship waivers and all that stuff. It becomes a delicate balance because you lose two quarterbacks to gain one. That's a problem. If Trey Lowe feels like he doesn't have a shot. And and Jack feels like he didn't have a shot. And then you're losing two quarterbacks by spring. Now you got. I will say, all right. Now, now if you're talking about transfers in general, but a Tate Martell, dude's a freshman. No, I, maybe I, he's a sophomore. What is he? He's a sophomore. He, well, if he graduates, he'll have three years to play. Three years to play. Look, we'll worry about that. I want the best the, player starting. After I, that, I agree. I'm just worried about. I'm just quarterback, especially. That's the hard part about quarterback. Only one can play. That's true. That, and that's any exactly player right. can transfer anytime they want. They can jump in the portal. I want the best guy on the field. Yeah. Well, now you. But hear what I'm saying? Like, if you got two guys who transfer, now you have one guy. That's true. That's true. And then true. it gets hurt, and you got who playing in the field? Yeah, but. I'm sorry. I, for me, I worry coming from a team that ha- lost a quarterback and had to start chugging off. That's true. I, I'm just saying I'm worried about the starter first. Then after that, we can follow, figure everything else I out. I agree, that, but that's all I'm saying is it's a delicate balance. It's not as simple as bring everybody in. There is a delicate balance, particularly at quarterback, because of the new transfer rules. It's not like 1989 no, no, where you could just I get it. you know shove a ton of people in. Just because of the new transfer rules, you get hardship waivers. Justin Fields is trying to get one because somebody called him the N-word at a basketball game, he says. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's so easy to leave. And, and I hear, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not true, and I'm not saying I'm not sensitive to it. It just, you know, it's not like offensive line, defensive line, where you just pile them in. You can rotate them out. You, you got one quarterback, especially if you've got a team that's doing what you want to do. You're playing one guy. And if Trey Lowe was promised something different by Dana than what Neil, and I'm not saying Neil's a bad guy. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like it just gets, it just gets tricky. You got to be, you got to know how to finesse that. But that's the job of the head coach. So I'm with you. I definitely want Tate Martell. I'm a, I also would like to have Austin Kendall if he's willing to transfer. We're only going to get one of the two if we get either. But I'm definitely I definitely want Martell there. The, the one thing we didn't talk about, Marcus Sims is coming back. Oh my. How, oh, I almost I definitely was, forgot about that. I was told after the Youngstown State game, I was told directly Marcus Sims was guaranteed to go pro that he was not staying. I was told this by I, his, I by, had him on my list is going. I was told that by a coach who would know. A coach on the team told me to my face, not a text message, not no message board, to my face, Marcus is gone. And um, Marcus certainly had the talent, but he had injuries that hurt. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> that make it different. <laughs> and he also just, you know, his dad, he and his dad feel like he didn't get the opportunities to shine in Dana Hogerson's system like they hoped he would. So we'll have to see from here what happens, but that's a big deal coming back. Marcus Sims coming back with TJ Simmons. I'm glad you brought it up. Sam James um, and so many of the other guys. Michael Laughlin, another big deal. He decided not to transfer. That's awesome. So so there's a lot of good stuff going on with West Virginia football. For the next segment, we're going to hit you with what's going on with Bobby Huggins in West Virginia basketball. Rack me, boys! 
Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. All right, now it's on to West Virginia basketball. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate it with Jeremy J. And oh, do we have to do this? Huh? <laughs> so do we have to do this? <laughs> basketball? Yeah, we do. We got to. We got to. West Virginia basketball. We are the Raspberry Voice kids. They used to be known as Press Virginia. They can no longer be called that. Why, Stu? Because they're not Press Virginia. And also, you only get nicknames when you're really good or really terrible. So maybe they deserve a nickname from, from other teams. But they're definitely not Press Virginia. They are West Virginia University men's basketball team. Do you know how bad we are at defense this year, Jeremy? Drop it. We rank 275th in field goal percentage as far as defense is concerned. 204th in scoring defense. As far as offense, we're tied for 325th in turnover margin. Even when we when we win the game like we did against Pitt, we had 26 turnovers. Now, that win against Pitt looks a lot better than it did before. Pitt has just won. Did they just beat Florida State? Pitt's won two games in a row against ranked teams because their Pitt is what they always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lose every out-of-conference game. So you're trying to tell me this is a resume builder? No, I'm just saying <laughs> that was with Sags. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very true. different it's team true. with Sagaba Kanate. Sagaba Kanate just had another doctor's appointment, waiting for the results on that to see, what, to see what's going to happen. He's out indefinitely. But that has been a huge difference, and that's really the problem. Uh, when I say that's the problem, what I mean is everything's a problem. We're not good on offense. We're not good on defense. No, no, we're terrible. Like that, That's the thing. We're dead last in turnovers forced in, in the Big 12. Yep. And we're dead last in turning the ball over. Yep. You don't win like that. Matter of fact, out of the last... That's why what, we're tied for 325th in turnover margin. <laughs> the last four years, there has been a total of eight games where we didn't have double-digit turn like forced double-digit turnovers. This year, we have five already. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Like, our best chance to win in conference yeah. was Oklahoma State. Coming in under 500, yeah. picked to finish dead last, yeah. and we take the L. We took it. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough fighting out one win. You know, we started out 0-3. In the conference, we and we easily could have been three and zero, which is funny. Like it's, we read all these numbers, how bad they are. We're not far. It, w- it, w- we it was close. Free throws. Three of the four conference games were close, and we're zero and four now. But we, it's like it's like as bad as we are, somehow we stick around in games. We're not getting blown out. I mean, besides the Florida game, we haven't gotten blown out really. Yeah. Um. Not that that's like I'm not excusing it and saying it's okay. I'm just kind of like talking about this team is. It's a very young team at the guard but, position but the, and a very and, and also injured team. It's just so tough. We have and our injuries. best player, our best player is Derek Culver, and we, Derek Culver didn't play how many games? We have a lot of people not playing for whatever reason, you know. So so we'll, we'll throw that out there. But it's we're, tough. It's tough when we're not scoring the rock. We're not defending the rock. We can't guard our man. We can't press. And then you look at the fact of last game, we had seven assists in a 40-minute game. So we can't pass. We can't score. We can't press. We can't defend. And yet, you like you said, three of the four conference games we've been in. Yeah. Well, and, and now, mind it, you, it, we're, it, we're recording what? this. We record every Tuesday, Tuesday, January 15th. So we play TCU tonight. 
So by the time this is over, we might be 0-5. Maybe we're 1-4. We'll see because you're going to hear this on Thursday morning. But going into this, it does not look good because TCU, even though they couldn't beat Kansas or Oklahoma last week, they're 62nd in scoring offense and 86th in scoring defense, averaging 79.3 points per game on 48.5% field goal percentage. And they're averaging 7.93 pointers per game on 36.3% shooting. So it's not a great team, but they're a solid team. It's not going to be an easy win, certainly not down there in Fort Worth, not playing against Jamie Dixon, who's a good coach. Um, but Trey Doom's got his first taste of gameplay because Bob Huggins said the other guys had gotten their chance. And he we didn't saw play very much, but he had, you know, eight minutes. But he got in the game. He got yeah. a little taste. Um, and there are flashes. I see flashes. Derek Crawford being one of the big ones. There, were, there was a time in, in the last game where there were four of the five people on the floor, floor were freshmen. Yeah. So we don't want to look ahead. We don't want to say, oh, well, next year. But it's about that time. It's well, about that oh, time. It's 100% that time. It's 100% that time. We're 0-4, and we haven't played Kansas. We haven't played Oklahoma. Like, it's going to get worse. I heard somebody say. Before it gets better. I heard somebody say, of all years, this is the year we're going to beat Kansas. <laughs> oh, Kansas. I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, and I will be the only one storming the court. I'll storm the court, too. By I myself. I don't care. Oh, my goodness. You just got me excited about it. <laughs> and my thing, too, is people talk about, you know, there are people talking about fire and huggy. People, come on now. Bobby Huggins, I'll say this real slow and clear for everybody. Bobby Huggins has a lifetime contract with West Virginia University. Barring any Baylor-type, Penn State-type issues, Bobby Huggins has a lifetime contract with West Virginia. I don't care what the ink says. I don't care what, what the what the contract says. That's the deal. The state loves him. The administration loves him. The donors love him. He's a college basketball coaching legend. He showed he can reinvent himself and reinvent his teams. Is he perfect? No. Is he is he flawless? No. Is he beyond question? Of course not. But Bobby Huggins will never be fired from West, West Virginia University. He should not be. I want to see what he does as far as invent, reinventing this team. I want to see what he does to get this team ready to play. He's already acknowledged the mistakes or things that he's done wrong that he can do better. And we'll see what he does. If you haven't heard it, listen to the Raspberry Voice Kid podcast, the RVK Golden Blue interview where he talks at length about this team and what it could be and what it should be and why it's not. Um, in the meantime, in between time, check out West Virginia vs. TCU. You already did because it's Thursday. Right, right, this is Major Harris, and you're listening to the Raspberry Voice Kids. You're here with JM Fiend, I also a pit. What you were just listening to was the intro for to Brett the Hitman Hart, one of the greatest, the best there is, the best there was, the, the best, best there ever, ever will be. be, the legendary sharpshooter. But we're here today to talk about. Wait, uh, you're not gonna shout to Ryan Rollins on that? I gotta shout out Ryan. Shout Rollins. to Ryan Rollins. We're gonna talk about West Virginia. No, we're not. We're gonna talk about the Raspy Voice Kids. Coaches Royal Rumble, Pac-10, the Pacific Athletic Conference. We're going to time machine, Pac-10? Pac-12, son. (laughs) Son. Is that Pac-12? All kinds of coaches. Just looking at the crop overall. What do you think about the crop? We're going to go down the names here in just one Uh, second. I felt, well, one, they have an advantage like most places over us, over the Big 12, because we only have 10 coaches. They have 14. Yep. So that helps them because you've got a bigger pool to, to pool from. 
But they're, I mean, they're just not in the same class no, as the, the SEC or the Big Ten. They are not. I was going to no. say, it's Big 12 and Pac-12 as the worst conferences so far. I'm going to go down the names. It's basically like real football. No, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Let's go down the coach's name. But they do have, I'm sorry, they do have a chance. They got one who's a, got a chance. Got a chance. I'm not saying he got it, but you know. We got Kyle Whittingham there at Utah. Like him as a coach? Mike Cristobal at Oregon. Excuse me, Mario Cristobal there at Oregon. Mario Cristobal from or- at Oregon. Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. Yep. Chris Peterson, Washington. Genius. Kevin Sumlin there in Arizona. Chooses gum crazy. Justin Wilcox, Cal. David Shaw, Stanford. Yep. Clay Helton, USC. Yep. Chip Kelly out there at UCLA. He eats right. At least he put some kids on that program. There you go. Mike Leach, Washington State. He's crazy. Herm Edwards at Arizona State. You play to win the game. And Coach Mike at Colorado. Yeah. All right. So first, uh, first, who'd you say at Colorado? Coach Mike, Colorado. Coach Mike. Montague. I see. I don't want to say the name. I said Coach Mike. Just go with Coach Mike. See? <laughs> I was like, Who's Coach Mike? I wrote it down a little sloppy. Couldn't exactly, couldn't exactly read the it last name. Doesn't matter because he's not winning anyway. <laughs> no, he's definitely, he's definitely, definitely not winning. Let me go and go to the quick mix. Go ahead and start talking while I'm looking. No, go, go ahead. Mike McIntyre. See, see, wrote it down wrong. Wrote it down sloppy. But it doesn't said, matter. He's not winning. So I said Coach Mike from Colorado. Everybody know who Coach Mike is from Colorado. Yeah, like nobody say, knows who Coach Mike is. He's a brand new coach. His first year. He just if you in the Big Twelve and you said, uh, oh, not Big Twelve, but I'm saying last year, you said Coach Dana from West Virginia. People were like, oh, all right, Dana. Yeah, Dana's been there eight years. McIntyre just got hired like two weeks ago. Well, don't nobody gonna know Colorado's coach. No, all right, way. let's go. All right, let's go <laughs> with Coach Mike at Colorado. Kyle Whittingham from Utah. And uh, Mario Cristobal at Oregon. Mario Cristobal wins this easy. There's no point in talking about anybody else. Mario Cristobal was an offensive lineman, left tackle, all-conference for Miami. Back when they were winning national championships, back when the Big East was tough, Mario Cristobal is a large man. He's a tough man. Mario Cristobal wins that easy. Easily. The other two were just too small. Yeah. Too small. They may they may have Hort, but they're too small. Too small. All right. Jonathan Smith from Oregon State, Chris Peterson from Washington, and Kevin Sumlin from Arizona. I'm going Sumlin because he played linebacker, and I like those linebackers, man. They're tough. They got to be able to run. Uh, they got to be able to go in there and meet fullbacks, meet linemen. They also got to be able to run good size, but they don't have to be. I just, I, I'm taking Sumlin in that group. I, I love Sumlin. Um, I think he's not scared. He'll mix it up. I don't think he was a young, he, the young man he once was. No, of course not. But out of that group, I would definitely take him. Chris Peterson, man, there's there's a quiet toughness about him that I love. He's a genius. I can't I can't pick him because he's too small. But there's there's this feistiness about him. I think he would bring it with all his heart. Uh, Jonathan Smith is funny because he has that look on his face face like you know what I'm gonna instigate this beef. Cause I got a bunch of friends around me who gonna handle their business. He's like that kind of dude. like he, he feels like he has that arrogance about him. Like I'm gonna do all the talking because I know I'm not gonna be the one fighting. And then he gonna drink a swill dog while everybody else getting it in. All right, Justin Wilcox from Cal, David Shaw, Stanford, Clay Helton, USC. I initially thought David Shaw because he's got that tough guy look, kind of quiet. Um, but David Shaw was a receiver, and receivers really aren't known for mixing it up. Plus, he's a nerd. He's at Stanford, man. He's at Stanford. I mean, I just can't show nerds love like I, that. I, Brandon, I looked right at him, and, I, and it's like, you kind of want to take him. And then I said, he, he's one of them guys, get us, and you're like, man, he's not as tough as I thought and he It's was. almost like when, when, Mike, when Michael Scott picked Stanley, of course. That is basketball. the funniest scene ever. I just watched like, that one the other like, night. You just know, like, Michael Scott was so short, Stanley was a ringer. You know, he was going to be the guy, but he just wasn't. David Shaw, like, 
he's got the bald head. He just always looks stern, but he's just I don't think he's tough. And like I said, he was a receiver, and I don't I don't go with those guys. Now, Clay Helton, on the other hand. No, nah, dude's a stud. Clay dude's Helton, a stud. Clay Helton's a good choice. My only, my only question with him is, does he have the endurance if the fight lasted uh, enough time? That is a good question. He looks remember, like a stud. Royal Rumble, you can you can duck and hide. We're not talking That's about a straight street fight. Just Clay, to, Helm, Clay Helm's my choice in that group. Justin Wilcox from Cal, he looks like he, he's a little scrappy. Like He, he could uh, give you a better fight than what you thought. You get outside and like, man, this, this dude could really scrap. I don't think he's going to win it. You know, He reminds me of, remember Eric Hinton, the kid with <laughs> hair? Remember we watched him fight? Yeah. Uh, look, we don't be watching fights, but this. When that dude surprised me. Dude can scrap. Dude can really scrap. Can I remember scrap. looking at you like, wow. He if he came in the wrong place, but wow. he scrap. He was tough. Justin Wilcox from Cal, that is who he is. I feel like but he would Clay get outside and be like, wow, yeah. Clay Helton takes the cake on that one. All right, the last three. UCLA's Chip Kelly, Mike Leach from Washington State, and Herm Edwards from Arizona State. Chip Kelly, no way. Playoffs? Chip Kelly, no way. One tough and tough and two tough, tough Chip Kelly, look, look, I just get mad saying Chip Kelly. All the wrong you did to all them dudes at the Eagles and Shady McCoy and all the underhanded stuff. Like, he's the kind of dude where I see his face. I just, like, I don't get very mad very often, but I look at dude's face and I just want to punch him in his face. I don't like your face. Chip Kelly gets on my nerves. He, he's soft and, and he needs to sit down when really, he pees. Really? I don't hate Chip Kelly. And I don't even feel Can't like. Can't stand him. I don't Can't mind stand any, him. I don't mind anybody who does anything bad to a Pit Panther, okay? Anyway, but yeah, Chip Kelly ain't winning nothing. I do say this. He is a hypocrite, putting them all on a special meal plan and then him eating whatever he wants. But besides that. And then not winning. Like most people not winning. But adding getting whipped and not winning. Mike Leach, I mean, come on. The pirate. Crazy old pirate. Call him what you want. Like Strategery. They said this about Andy Reid <laughs> on the Dead in the Laboratory show. Andy Reid looks like the guy who wiggles his fo- fingers and fo- over donuts and says, mm, don't mind if I do. That's Mike Leach also. Well, you think so? <laughs> ah, just he, he's, he's big as off. Mike Leach reminds me of mankind. He doesn't look the toughest, oh, but he's a little bit oh. crazy. Dude love, and yes, the, and the next yes, thing you know, yes. And the next thing you know you're losing, you don't know how, it's because he puts you in some move that you never heard of. His fingers are in your mouth. And you can't breathe. That's a good analogy. Yeah, Mike Leach is crazy. Like I give people who are crazy, they get a little more credit than you would think. But what? in this group, no, no. What? What about uh, Herm Edwards? You think it's Herm Edwards? Herm Edwards, ten years ago, would win this easy. Herm Edwards is too. Old. I don't know about t- easy, but I, I feel like NFL I feel like you would bring back, it back in the days when you had to hit. You, oh, I mean, he was a stud for the Eagles. I Look, mean that that guy that and, guy played back when you had to had on a swivel. There was no soft, unnecessary roughness garbage. I mean, Herm Edwards was a dog. Eyes and tail. You look at the dude's eyes; they don't lie. Like no, he looks no. like he he's down for that action. He's yeah. ready to go. You he, play to win the game. It's straight up. It's real. I think you know. Father Time is undefeated. Father so time, he's. Yeah. I think he's just a little bit out of his a where you get winded, get tired. And but, also just not be interested. He want to he sit on the couch, drink his coffee, and talk about young people wearing the pants too low. That's yeah. how I feel about Herm Edwards, okay? <laughs> Mike Leach is my winner. Crazy, crazy pirate Mike Leach. You go Mike Leach? Craziness. Out of everybody? No, no, no. Out of that three people. Oh, oh, I was about to be shot. Out of that three-person group. <laughs> I, I'm, you down, about- I'm down to Kevin Sullivan. No, 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 no. We're going to do this officially, all right? Officially. Your pick, my pick. No, I'm down to Kevin Sumlin or Mario Cristobal. That's what I was fighting with. All right, we'll do that in your head. And Kevin's and I had Kevin Sumlin's younger, but he's smaller, and I just like the nastiness of the offensive lineman. My choice is Mario Cristobal. Plus, just out of respect for the U. 
All right, I'll go with that. That's nice. That's nice. Mine's Clay Helton. Jeremy goes Clay Helton. That's a good choice. I thought I thought we were going to be on the same page for one time in one conference. Both go Clay Helton. Uh, I I thought about Clay Helton. Clay Helton is a good choice. Clay Helton's a big dude. Clay Helton just does. Don't know how he didn't get fired, but he's a good choice. Bad attitude. Don't take no crap. You know, all about himself. (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. You know what? We can put it up on the poll because I'm okay. If I lose, I'm okay because Mario Cristobal to me is a good choice. And matter of fact, I got to go back and look and see who was who's winning the Scott Frost. Cause I put the poll up, but I think I oh, lost I didn't, it. I didn't even see the, I didn't even see the poll. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look through that. Y'all go check that out too on the Raspberry Voice Kids Twitter, uh, Raspberry Voice Kids, of course, at Raspberry Voice Kids. You can see who's winning between Scott Frost and um, oh, Pat Fitzgerald, <laughs> big old Pat Fitzgerald. But tonight we're gonna put up. We should do it tonight. Jason, I mean, yeah, the, the Pac-12. Mario Cristobal versus Clay Helton. That's right, and get ready for next week. Next week, we ran out the uh, the Power Five in the ACC, ACC, ACC. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.